informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome, everybody, to part two of our interview with Avender writer and director Crystal Bolden. We just kind of pick up right in the middle where we left off, so hope you enjoy. I, I was looking at your IMDb. I watched Mob Ties just Good. Uh, <laughs> And I thought that was a really interesting concept. It is, right? It's like. Funny. I could see a whole. I could see a whole lot more with that. Like, yes. So, Evander, I didn't really catch much of a religious uh, uh, vibe there, but obviously, mob ties. There was one, and then I see you have the Wandering Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was my first film that I did here in Texas. Was uh the Wandering Catholic? That one. That was the first time I was like, we're going to do like a straight up feature film. Because like most people start off, right, like doing short films and stuff like that. And I was like, no, I'm going to just go ahead and just start with a feature, which I think was a good thing and a bad thing. Because like <laughs> the good thing is that, oh, you actually did a feature film. You could tell people that. But the bad thing was it was way more work and effort than um I had anticipated. And so um it was a lot of things that didn't go exactly the way I wanted it to. Um and so I just kinda had to piece stuff together. I'll send you guys the link for it. Um okay, I, don't, awesome. I don't even show people that one. But it was like I think it ended up being almost like two hours. But uh I I, I would actually like to redo that particular story again because that was a story that's kind of similar to a vander where you're dealing with pedophilia pedophilia but you know with the the catholic church okay that stuff like i said when i wrote that um that was after i had read um the article too so it was several things going on um in my brain about like how to express how i felt about it through like my arts uh, which is film and so the wandering catholic came first which was the more i guess christian way to deal with pedophiles versus with evander is more of like the devilish way to deal with them i don't know <laughs> so, I, to a certain point i kind of felt like evander was kind of like the newest uh boondock saint have you ever he watched was. yes yes it is kind of like that um I was going to say the third one, but in the in the in the second movie, they added um, they added the Mexican dude to be the third guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I guess Evander would be number four, and and the Saints become like the United Colors of Benetton, uh-huh. just all colors, all races, right? Yeah, and Evander's going to get a sidekick. Just oh yeah, FYI. So yeah, so it is kind of like like you said, the Boondock things. I hadn't even thought about that. I had not even thought about that. I think I I, I really the reason why I like the story of Evander so much is because of his struggle to 
realize that he has to accept a calling that is bigger than himself and bigger than just finding out who killed his daughter. And I just really liked when I was writing, I was like, I really like this because most people would kind of be like that. Like, I don't really care about this. Like, I just want to find what happened to my daughter. But the only way to find that is through having this calling that's bigger than just his daughter and, you know, doing things that, again, it's like bigger than just his daughter's case. And so that's why I think this one is one of my favorites. And the, the funny thing is, because some people are like, Crystal, this like sounds like um Black Lightning. And I had never seen the Black Lightning series on Netflix until after someone said that. And I was like, it is kind of similar, but this one uh, is, is, is still kind of kind of different. Um, also, and, no, go ahead, Elliot. What you going to say? I say, but also, though, in the way that how he deals with the villain is ghostwriter-esque in the sense of looking them dead in the eye and then they have to deal with the evil that they have done. And then actually seeing, because like, and then like where, you know, the audience doesn't know what this person has done until Evander sees it as well. You know, like, so it's, it's kind of different. But I do see how some people thought it was like, oh, you ripped off of that. And I was like, I didn't even know this was out. I hadn't even watched it. So it's just funny how you, um, everything's kind of been done, but you still have to kind of put your own little twist on it so that you can make it your own distinguished work of art. Without giving too much away, is the sequel going to just pick up right where the, uh, the first one left off? Sort of. Yeah, basically, outside of that last part, like the ending part, it's going to be uh more of, you know, him kind of learning to be a Vander versus how it ended. You just kind of see him already kind of operating in his calling already. So yeah. we kind of get more into, you know, because he has to learn how to how to be this type of superhero. And so we see a lot of that. We see a lot of the struggle of him still trying to keep his his marriage somewhat alive too it's a lot of that and him just kind of dealing with the fact that his wife blames him for his daughter's death uh, which is you know that's a pretty low blow to have to deal with oh it's a heavy load of guilt yeah yeah so just really him dealing with that and how that kind of slows the process of him truly being the superhero that he was called to be. Now, I would imagine the sidekick comes in when he gets the costume. Yes, of course. (laughs) You know, like I said, it had been a long time since I had watched it the first time. Mm -hmm. And so when I watched it again, I'm like, whoa, he went right into having a costume. I like it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, there's, there's some more there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a whole part with the, with the, with the costume, um, in the sequel for sure. Yeah, and then too, that part, the costume may even change. We'll, we, we're kind of gonna see how things go. Um, because like I said, when I saw the Black Lightning costume, I was like, it does look too similar. I'm like, not feeling that, but it may have a little bit more alterations come the time for the sequel and you know merging those those two together yeah so yeah so it's a and again you know it's the whole thing too where they're kind of figuring out the the powers that they have and how to kind of 
deal with being a vander and then just being regular person on the street and so that whole conflict too you know how to live in a civilian world when you are um not really a civilian anymore you kind of have like this this higher type of uh <laughs> power if you will well now is um, is he gonna do the kind of secret identity thing or is is it, um he's just out and like He's going to have his I am Iron Man moment. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's basically going to be sort of like, I guess, Spider-Man, sort of where you don't truly know just yet. Okay. Um, so that he's not, um, one who is trying to be seen by like the paparazzi and stuff like that, though. So like he's trying to do his stuff without being seen very discreet um and conspicuously and so that's kind of part of his uh you know conflict too is trying not to be seen and found out who he is because then that'll kind of lead to the whole kind of underground organization being found out and stuff like that too so then you know how it is when you are a superhero you kind of get the big head a little bit at first you're like yes you kill these people and then it starts to kind of, you know, cause them to make errors that puts the whole organization in jeopardy. So, And with his targets, you know, it's not like he's out on, you know, saving the world missions. Right, right. His targets are kind of specialized, so that does mm-hmm. kind of allow... I, I did think it was interesting, some of the flashes when... When he first gets his powers, mm-hmm. and um, I was curious as to where where you were going to go with that. Where how far is he going to go? Like, is it just going to be children that are harmed, or is it going to be anybody that you know commits an atrocity? It's going to be mostly people who commit sexual crimes against people in general. Not just uh, kids, but just like the vulnerable, you know what I mean? Like with the whole human trafficking ring and stuff like that. Too. So, so he's like the, uh, the law and order SVU superhero. Basically, that is a good, yeah. <laughs> for that. Like I told you. he's like stabler on drugs. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you, got, you got, you got Benson, you got stabler, you got iced tea, and then you've got a. <laughs> When they can't solve the case, they call him in. Yeah, that's it. That's it, right? So yeah, so so that's the and the, and the thing I tell people, they're like, Chris, like, where are you going with this? Um, like this superpower just seems kind of weird. And I was like, honestly, it literally comes from like a real life experience. Um, because as I told you, I was teaching. This was actually when I was teaching in Houston, not in San Antonio, but. I uh had worked with this math teacher and I won't say his name even though I should. <laughs> but he was a math teacher that was right next to him. I was I was teaching Spanish. You know, usually like when you are like neighbors with someone, like you guys talk and whatever, you know, decompress about the day. But like with this dude, like it was just like weird. Like I couldn't really feel comfortable with him. Like it was really strange. And I always I was like, What is it? Like I just kinda like Breeze up with this dude. The next year he left, and then one of the students was like, Oh, y'all got rid of the pedophile. And I was like, What? And like, she was like, Oh, uh, like she was trying to like play it off. I was like, Who are you talking about? She was like, Uh, you know, like whatever. And when she, when she said it, I knew exactly who she was talking about because it was like I could feel that negative 
energy from him or whatever. And like you will always see like the, the girl students always like staying after school in his room, which I thought was weird too. That whole vibe just was like, I knew it. And so <laughs> that was just a superpower that I just felt like he needed to have because it was something I felt like I had. That makes so, sense. It does. We kinda we kinda got sidetracked, but you know, what what all do you have in the pipeline? Like as far as future projects. Projects, like yeah. So this is the plan that I have. So I want to basically start doing more like stuff that's more can be considered more like a web series. Um and that's just so that again, kinda of going back to what I was saying about the organization where we're creating more opportunities for people to work on, you know, films and different stuff. So with, uh, you know, web series, you know, it's, it's more episodes, so it's more content, more opportunities for people to work on uh, the project. And then I want to eventually get to a point where uh, I have my own type of Netflix type platform. So something kind of like, I just signed up for Urban TV, which is kind of like a, a platform for like, uh, you know, black films and stuff like that, which I thought was interesting. And I was like, I want to do something like this, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like just a certain type of film. Like I just want to have a platform that can give some competition to a Netflix or a, a Hulu or whatever. So I want to eventually kind of have my own kind of like app or type platform where we literally just show movies, particularly like student films um, and stuff like that, that are really good to really kind of showcase the talent that's out there. That's one of my long-term goals. And then some other goals is just to, I want to do more documentaries because uh, I, I don't do documentaries that often. So I have been working with Angela um, Elliott um, on a documentary she's doing. And I want to do a documentary to really kind of try to open the eyes of the people particularly when it comes to policies and like voting and stuff like that because i feel like <laughs> this whole you know the whole crash of the grid and everything in texas it made me angry because people were so interested in building a wall and like worried about whether someone's having an abortion when well, we could have been worried about something that actually was going to affect the whole state. And so I just want to do more things to really just kind of like get people to think outside of what their typical politics are, because like there's things that are, I feel more pressing that we really, really need to be focused on and really be holding you know, politicians and stuff accountable to because I just was like, I was just too done this week. Like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then this was the crazy thing. I like I was like I was in um I don't know, one of the men in black movies or something where people's memory was getting erased. Because I was like, this has never happened. And I'm like, you guys have had snowstorms before. Like I moved here in two thousand eight. There's been like several snowstorms actually and right. nobody prepared. Like, this has happened where this whole city has gotten shut down. And nothing was done. And I was just too upset about that. Like, I cannot stand people who don't prepare for the future. Like, that stuff makes me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's something that Brian and I have talked about. Because yeah. the fact that, like, eight years ago, there was the polar vortex. We all remember that. 
Everything yes. was shut down. So you had yes. eight years to make your upgrade. Yes. There have been, been hurricanes. There have been storms. There've been. And you guys are not from Texas, like native, right? You guys are right. from other places, right? And right. we're the only ones that see this. This is what's like up the men in black. I'm like, these people's memories get erased down here because it's only the people who are from, like, born and raised here that are saying these things like, oh, this has never happened. This only happens once every hundred years. Like, and no, I'm that- like, what are you talking about? This is well, crazy. I told, I told my, uh, my mom, I was talking to her. She's back in Pennsylvania. They're like, yeah, we got five inches of snow today. Right. We, sho- we shoveled and left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, I said, you know, a storm that I'm not sure what you got. I know Elliot got a little more than me. I live in Pasadena. I got a dusting on top of. Freezing rain and sleep. Back home, we call that Tuesday. Get, your, <laughs> right, get right. your butt out and go to work. Right. But for years, I had heard about the fact that there's been a every time there's, there's election season, they start the, the, the politicians, the pundits start talking about there's been a lack of funding towards infrastructure, making yes. you know taking care of bridges and roadways and all that. Right. And although they talk a good game in the election cycle. After the election cycle is over with, mm-hmm. nothing no, really nothing. gets done. Nothing. And so now we're sitting there and quite frankly, folk got to see that like eight years ago, Abbott was mayor, but Abbott was governor. Mm-hmm. Professor Turner was mayor. Yep. And Polo Vortex was here. So they, so all parties that are, that are, that are claiming innocence now that they're going to get they to the all guilty. were present eight years ago. So mm-hmm. yeah, eight years, if it takes eight years to do anything, Exactly. And that's I what did. they were saying. They were like, we didn't have time to prepare. Yeah. Yes, you did. You had so much time. It's unbelievable, actually. Right. In, in fact, I was, I was, I was expressing to, uh, to Brian, like, cause where I am in, in West Chase district, when I could hit, I had worked out with CVS and my location just happened to be one of the few that actually was able to open after Hurricane Ike immediately because luckily, we had hurricane doors that were put in because a month or so while earlier, uh, criminals had broken in and demolished the doors. So they were like, let's put something in stronger. What happened around all that area surround there, it's kind of there like, okay, because at the, at the time of Ike, Western Medical Center lost power. The fire department lost power. We all lost power. The whole deal because of the fact of so. All right. So since then, and that was 2021, they've had since Ike, there was Harvey and everything else, right? So. Everything has all the infrastructure improved over in that area of town, but some areas of Houston saw no improvement whatsoever. It was like mm-hmm. uh, we didn't. So the people that had the money that did the squawking, you know, knew how to play the political game. They got changes and upgrades to their areas of town. The ones that didn't didn't get any of the changes that they needed. So then now you're seeing all the stuff played out this past week. There are people that passed away. That I really know, should not have man. passed away. You see that kid died? He was like an 11 year old kid. Because, mm-hmm. uh, he was out there. Was that and the veteran too? I was like, are you all serious right about now? Right. Like, right. This, was, this is a slap in the face. So, so this is what the people in, in Flint, Michigan were feeling. Yes. <laughs> like, and you know like, what else? You know what else, Elliot? Cause I was, um, talking about this on my, my podcast too, is that we, kind of can't even be mad because of how this is basically karma because like if you think about how those immigrants were treated at the border and those children and stuff were like they were all being stuffed 
in these facilities, overpopulated, not having, you know, heat, being on the floor in cages, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not having, you know, stuff for personal hygiene. Like, we literally just had to go through basically what we made other people go through. And even though we didn't do it directly, right? Like, karma always comes back. That's why you have to put positive things and positive vibes out there because that stuff will come back. Right. But here's, here's another thing that's, that was eye-opening because all it took for May, in, in, for a week, uh, the fourth largest city in the United States became a third, became like a town in a third world nation. Basically. Mm-hmm. Nothing. That like mm-hmm. all, all the money, all the power, all the whatever meant nothing, because like people couldn't have, didn't have clean water, didn't right. have any power, and like you know we, it, we still don't have clean water technically. We're still we under don't. The We're still boiling water, and I'm gonna be honest, y'all. This is my first time having to live like this. Like I know I've been very, very blessed. As I was saying, and I tell you one thing: the running joke about Mexico was when you go there to not drink the water. Now you're not now. Texas right now you Texas are that. Right. That. Like, nah, right. You can't say that anymore. That's not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke, it's man. It's personal now. <laughs> it's crazy, and I'm just like, I never thought that I would have to be like peeing in a bottle, like like this is ridiculous. I was like, some things I can't do. So I told my mom, I was like, man, I can't. Like, I'm gonna have to go to Bucky's and see if the toilets are working because I cannot do this type of stuff. Like, it's too. It's too much. And I was like, I don't think I'd make it in the apocalypse. Like, this is basically it. And I'm like having a whole meltdown. I mean, Bucky sells (laughs) everything else. I'd imagine they'd sell uh, porta potties. (laughs) I know. I should have looked for one. I didn't even think. I was like, man, I'm going to just go ahead and use the restroom because. Right between the smokers and the crab pots. I mean, (laughs) here's the thing, though. For Texans, though, that. That, you know, that was where the day had never been through this before. I'm like, hold on a second. Like, a lot of these things that we are without 50 years ago, 60 years ago, weren't there anyway. Grandma, you know, ask grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. But grandma and grandpa didn't got uh, bougie now because <laughs> 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 they've had everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just kind of lose yourself. My dad was talking all this stuff too, like, Oh, born the country, and then when that water went out, he was like having a whole meltdown too. And I'm like, nah, man. Once you out the country, the country is gone, basically. Like, <laughs> stuff <laughs> like that, particularly, is gone because you want to flush the toilet. And honestly, I feel like the water getting cut off was more detrimental than the power. Right. Because I was like, now I'm going to have to plan my bathroom breaks. Like, everything is just, where am I going to get something to drink? Like, people was out of water. Like, you go to the store, the shelves were empty, like, everything. Oh, yeah. And so, it was just. No. My, my wife ended up taking a trash can, putting it outside when it was raining to collect the rainwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, like, just in case we run out, we got backup. I'm telling you, we had to pick up snow and try to melt it in order to flush the toilets, and that didn't even really work out the way I thought it would. So <laughs> it was just like, like oh I my think, god! I think, I think there's there's some law or something in the city, but it's like you're not allowed to collect rainwater or something like that, right? And the thing mm. is, like, I wish they would have tried to enforce that this week. Nah, they couldn't do nothing. <laughs> they couldn't do anything. They could barely keep up with, you know, who had power, who had water. And there's right. still people with no water and stuff. 
so I mean, it's just crazy. Like I just like I said, I, I want to do more documentaries to really kind of question people's thought pattern because we have to stop voting based on abortion and stupid stuff. Like I'm sorry, I'm not a person that is for abortion. But I want people to make their own decision. And that's not my body to be worried about. Like, I feel like women should be given all their options, all the information on what they can do to not have an abortion. You know, if they decide they still want it, then they get it. Like, it just is what it is. You cannot legislate morality. I agree with that. people want to do what they want to do. It just is. Politics at the local level is so much more important than the national level. And nobody understands that. Everybody gets excited for every four years for the presidential Mm -hmm. election. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. Folks, you got to pay attention to your city council. Right. Your county commissioners. Right. Those are, and this is, and this is why I wasn't mad at Ted Cruz for picking up and going to Cancun because I don't care. He's not going to do anything for us. I want to. I want to know what the mayor is doing. I want to know what the county commissioners are doing. I want to know what, you know, your state level lawmakers are doing. Right. On the national level, they're there to settle big questions like national defense, national budget, all that stuff. I agree. The stuff that affects you day to day, your school board. You know, right. you, you right. don't need to depend on the Senate for education like let's get our school board right because you said the agree you said that the houston mayor regardless of what party the houston mayor the office has can, can run for more terms than the president of the united states right right okay so if you get a bad mayor doesn't know what he's doing or has his own agenda and then that's like at least 12 that's and he, and he wins three. but you know what that also is ellie is the people ignorant to what is yep. going on. Like, you have to pay attention. And that's what these politicians count on is that people don't forget. It's like the men in black that come in here and erase people's memories. Absolutely. And then they keep voting the same thing. And it's like, for what? Oh, yeah. Because, because you know, one of, the, one of the clearest things that came out when Harvey had happened, there was back in the mid-90s when Mayor Lanier was in power, when I-10 was getting expanded, because I-10 was not the... Right. The, that was not was not the beauty that it is now. Mm-hmm. It was a parking lot. But when they had dug it all up, the plan was to actually have a pipeline go from the reservoirs down to the Gulf and drain out there. Because I ten was getting dug up. They were expanding it. Now was the time to actually put that in there, right? It was gonna cost right, about right. four hundred million dollars to do. And somebody decided somebody did a what type of cost benefit analysis they did. They like, uh, well, it's going to be too expensive. That's $40 million is too much. That was the mid nineties. So Harvey hits and they end up spending a whole lot more. Right. <laughs> like, like, and it was like, and, 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 and I guess everybody that was in power back in Maryland years ago, they were hoping that that factoid that they couldn't, all of this flooding could have been erased mm-hmm. if they had just done that. Man, and, 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 and all the heartache, all the deaths, all the mm-hmm. issues that happened downtown. Four hundred million dollars to put a pipeline to the Gulf of Mexico from Houston under I ten solves the issue. And that's 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 that, that's that's like what you all say. It was, it's a, it was a local decision. The president had nothing to do with that. You know how many presidents have got came and went, and how many governors came and went. 
after that decision was made. Right. Right. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, people don't think about the future. Like, this stuff is going to cost more if you keep waiting and kicking the can down the road. But they keep doing it all the time. And it's like, why do we have to have a whole disaster for you to do what you should have done, like, in the beginning? Like, and then Texas is so afraid of, like, the whole thing with the Green New Deal where, oh, we're running stuff off of wind and solar. Like, for some reason, that just scares the hell out of everybody. And I'm like, look. Do y'all want to have power or not? Like, if something is giving you a benefit, there's nothing wrong with trying something new. You don't have to phase out the old, but, like, it should be something that you start, you know, incorporating into how we distribute power to people. And it needs to be winterized. Like, who does that? Like, I was so mad. Like, look, my (laughs) RV. When it's winter time, I have to winterize it. Like that's just a RV. Of course, you have to winterize the wind turbines. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, when you're talking like a Yankee, that's foreign language. But listen, <laughs> like, I like, like, hey, you know, talk about oh, a documentary. God. Walk down the streets of Houston and ask them, do you know? Do you winterize? And they'll look at oh, average the average taxi. That's how you they remember. They're gonna be like, who? What is a winter? well i mean and i will say this i moved 1500 miles south to get away from that bs like (laughs) i'm not pleased with what happened this week (laughs) right i mean hey i mean and and i saw you know we saw some some bad advice out of the news media and and um judge hidalgo regarding the whole dripping of faucets thing her heart was in the right place. Apparently, her thought was if everybody dripped faucets, then hospitals wouldn't have enough water pressure. Okay, I understand that. But now you have a bunch of people with burst pipes. Right. right. And besides people having burst pipes, you have a bunch of broken mains, which even back home, the first freeze of the year, that would happen. Because I used to work for a water mm-hmm. company. Yeah, yeah. So... Every year I'd come into work and find out that the operators would would have been out since like one in the morning because they had a main break. And but the thing is, they'd have water back by the end of that day. Uh-huh. Exactly. So somebody should have made some phone calls up up north to be like, "Hey, how do we deal with this?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of just, "Oh, well, we'll just ride it out." That's how Texas is, though. Like, they always trying to be their own state, do their own thing. And it's like, no, actually, you need help. Like, y'all don't know what y'all doing. Oh, yeah. Because, like, (laughs) for me, it didn't make it, her advice didn't make sense because the fact, if what you're saying is true, when everybody goes home at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, there would be no water pressure. I'm talking about, like, 10 million people at home at the exact same time Mm -hmm. turning on the water. And and I can and if not at home, we're talking about the restaurants. The other businesses that turn on that use lots of water, mm-hmm. like they're like saying because and they're doing more than just dripping, right? right? Like you know, so so that logic held, then we would have a problem every day. So it's not the drip; <laughs> it was never the drip. No. I, uh, we were talking, you guys were talking about the grocery stores and and all that, and I did notice one thing when I went to the grocery store; all, all the meat was gone. And I thought that was a very uh, a very it's Texas weird. response. 
<laughs> if there's a crisis, let's buy all the meat and fire up the barbecue. This is Texas American. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's, it's <laughs> The Texas response to everything is, "Let's fire up the smoker." Well, uh, I just wonder who got, who, who who bought my portion of the chitlings that I said that. Man, oh, I saw that. Like, like, look, when, who when, is hey, washing them? Man, hey, look, I know with with you, like now now is not the time. To, <laughs> now is not the time to eat, eat, eat the chitlings because you know what? I think there. I think the chitlings accounted for a few of those deaths that we had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because because I didn't know what HCB was thinking. They put that they put that list out there, and they said five pounds of chitlins, you get two, you get two buckets of that. Ten pounds of chitlins, you get two buckets of that. I'm like, who is eating? Like, like right. <laughs> right. I, mean, I have <laughs> never had the pleasure of having uh, having those, and I'm baffled at the fact that they that their unit of sale is bucket, right. And the fact is that, that so so technically you can get like what thirty pounds worth of chitlins, uh, like. But why would you? Well, exactly, that's my right. point. Right, especially when you don't have water for real and so like, you don't have electricity for real. Like, and, but, and then here's the thing: if you did have water, you had to boil that before you could actually use that. To right, do. before you can even do that. Like, what are like, you doing? So like, so you know, I'm like, y'all can have mine. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine, you know. I, <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> like, you know what? If that's if that's all that they have in their in their store, I'll, I I can go on a fast. I can lose like ten. I literally was eating salad. I was eating salad during a lot of this because the power wouldn't stay on long enough to really cook anything for real. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at the beginning, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm making a healthy choice. I got to get forced to do this." It was like, you know, <laughs> hello. Uh, all of a sudden, like you know, folk had that that stay pop popcorn, the stove top popcorn or whatever, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, f- you know, start start a fire, <laughs> hang that over it, and then, <laughs> man, this is gonna really go to old school now, right? <laughs> but if you're hungry, that's what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's ask our resident youngin, Jay. Do you remember stove stove top popcorn? No. <laughs> 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 you have to be so careful. My sister just made some, uh, I think it was, uh, last week or something, and she burnt it because you have to pay attention. Like, people get so used to just put stuff in the microwave and then they just leave. Right. And then when they do the stove top, they still kind of have that same mentality and it's like, no, you cannot do that. So, <laughs> but here's, here's, here's the thing though. This, this is how unused to this weather that the typical Texan the Houstonian, you know, was there was a story that was heartbreaking. There was this woman that she was, she had a house, and that uh, and I say had because it got burned to the ground. This is what happened. Uh, she was cold, and instead of, I guess, because they didn't have power, he had a fireplace, wanted to start a fire, right? And it, you know, for those of us that are from the north, I'm like, okay, so you just put some wood in there, light a newspaper, put that in. And let it go. You gotta right. check your chimney first, though. Uh, that, amongst other things, yes. But, 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 but I'm gonna go like assuming that you did all that. I mean, I but, but quite quickly that she didn't do. A, she didn't know a lot about it. So, but here's the thing. So she called her her friend, right, a guy, uh, to come over and help her light the starter fire in the fireplace. Please tell me they didn't use gasoline. 
They use lighter fluid and gasoline. Oh, Jesus. He put lighter fluid there, right? And, it, and then she said that there was a, so, so then there was an explosion, obviously, inside the fireplace because it was like, you know, extra fumes. Because we use that stuff. There's fumes in the air for me doing all of that. Yeah. Plus, oh. so, back on him, he got severely <laughs> burned. He ran out of the house on fire. And so I, they didn't, he didn't even, they didn't even know about stop, drop, and roll. I mean, none oh. of that, right? They didn't know to do that? No, the dude with the fact that she, they, he ran out, he just, she had him outside the house and then laid him down on the ground. I was like, okay. He could at least put his head in the snow like uh, on Home Alone when a guy's head got burnt. <laughs> I mean, so I was like, yeah. so, 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 you know, so then consequently, like the, the, the rest of the house burnt down. Oh. And you know he's fighting for his life and all those things, and I'm like I'm sitting there looking, and I'm not the most, you know, handyman of anything. I was like, why put a lot of fluid and gasoline? And all you gotta do is just like light a match and throw it in there. Because they think it's barbecue. I said, but my God, it's not even barbecue. It's like, it's, 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 oh, I mean, it's classic fireplace with a mantle. Just throw it and just call it a day. I guess my, my question would be, okay, you got lighter fluid involved. I'm not going to kill him for that. But the gasoline too? But the gasoline, no. Just a million times, no. Don't get gasoline involved. Right, like, why are you going that far? Like, you're just trying to start the fire. <laughs> right. It, it was, it was, I mean, and so that was, it, it just was a whole lot. Of, and I was like, you know what? These, none of these fools down that are from here know what to do with this weapon. I'm telling you, their memory gets wiped because there's just no other way. Like, the men in black thing is based off of a true story. <laughs> because I just can't understand it. Like, I can't. And I think that's why they just like, always stay Republican down here. Because, like, in Ohio, like, it would kind of flip, like, sometimes with this, sometimes with that. Because you kind of see what people are doing, and you're like, nah, actually, I don't like what you guys are doing. We're going to go the other way. And then it goes vice versa, you know, when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. But down here, it just stays the same forever. And I always wonder, like, why? Because people, like, culture changes. Like, I just feel like naturally stuff is going to change. So, like, when I see stuff that doesn't change, I feel like something already is not correct. The only thing I can think of, and again, this comes from literally having to argue with a lady that is born and raised in San Antonio about there not having been snowstorms here more recently than 20 years ago. I just don't see how you forget that. I don't see how. Like, I will forget a day when it gets like a hundred and, you know, 15 degrees, the hottest day ever. I might forget that because there's a lot of hot days here. Right. But for you to forget one of the coldest, I just feel like you shouldn't forget that because you don't get it that often. It's just stand out. And the thing that you're, but if, if you're an elected official or somebody that has authority that affects others, you need to know. And if you don't you know, to know, you can't be in that position. Like, stop gotta, being scared of change. Like people down here are so afraid of change. That's why this happened because that grid should have been updated like decades ago. But they don't uh-huh. like change. They like hate it. Like it's something that scares them. They scared the government. Like literally, somebody was trying to act like Texas trying to get help from other states was communism. And I'm like, what is going on? Like you guys in these little trigger words are <laughs> on a whole other level. Cause I just don't get it. I don't I mean, 
you got a, you got a whole slew of northern states from Maine to Alaska that you could literally ask, what do you do when it gets like this? Because they deal with it all the time. The fact that we don't, we didn't even have snow plows. Right. I mean, like the basic stuff. You could at least have salt to salt yeah. the roads. Like you couldn't have anything. I told like I, I told I told the lady I told a neighbor in my in my in my subdivision she was coming she had come out God bless her heart she was thick ice on her driveway on her, her driveway and walkway and she was trying to break it with like a stick and a or a hammer like I'm like that's not going to work like just 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 take some table salt and pour it on there it'll take just give it a little bit it'll have it'll take care of it for you she's like I don't have any salt and I'm like you don't have any salt. This is Texas. That's right. They be salting everything everything. now. Right. Why don't you have salt? I mean, name a Texas dish that doesn't have salt. Even the salads got salt down here. I mean, everybody's blood pressure is high, and you're acting like you don't have no salt. Like, get out of here. I just again, and this was something else I was talking about on my podcast. Like, I think these people just like lies because these people be lying to them all the time and they just accept it and I'm like no that's incorrect like I don't know what's going on I don't I can't believe that they couldn't get salt I just can't believe that I'm sorry that's that's a lie I will say that um if they don't budget for it salt road salt is expensive and I say that because um back home you would run into it every year where your local municipality would run out of salt. And they'd start, instead of salt, they'd start using, uh, cinders. Uh-huh. Well. And not nearly as effective. And the other, the other thing is, and this is where I got frustrated, is that they had a week's notice that this was coming. Three weeks, We, we knew, we knew a week ago. Well, now more than a week ago. But, they knew a week, at least a week ahead of time that we were going to get an ice storm. We didn't know the severity of things, but there was no preparation done. But the COVID, that's the reason why. Okay, the COVID. Because you had your mask, you couldn't think. Which, by the way, <laughs> it's this cold. Nobody wasn't wearing a mask this week. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, I have to wear my mask and make my face warmer? Yep, I'll do it. (laughs) Right. I was like, I just, okay, so they don't budget for it, right? Okay. That can happen. But however, it don't cost as much. But however, like, if, if you're a leaders, you know, public officials, whatever, if they have, um, relationships with other states or with, you know, like anything like, I just feel like it's a state of emergency. Like we need this salt, like make it happen. Like I just, I just can't get down with that because it's just like with filmmaking. Like we didn't have everything we needed either to do the film, but we made it happen. Like I made calls. I did this, whatever I had to do. Like these people, We'll just sit around till the shit hits the fan and then be like, oh, we wasn't ready. Like, we didn't have this. You didn't even try to get it either. So <laughs> let's also say that. 
<laughs> you didn't even pick up the phone. No. You didn't even pick up the phone. Like, right. and, I th- and I need people just to be honest. Like, that's the thing that be killing me about these leaders. Like, they will start off lying, trying to absolve themselves of guilt or blame. And it's like, just I would respect you more if you just told the truth. Like, you know what? I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. You know, this will never happen. I'm going to do everything to try to make this right. Like, I would appreciate that approach. Then people just trying to just straight up lie. Like, Greg Abbott went out there and was like, oh, it was the Green New Deal that did this. And I'm like, the Green New Deal? That is crazy. I did enjoy that that whole concept. It's like, okay, you want to you wanna blame the wind? turbines freezing that's fine except that we should have had a backup plan in play uh-huh. like there has to be preparation that that was my big thing and you know Absolutely. 10 years from now we'll probably have this exact same conversation because they won't i hope not i really hope people learn but like you said like it just seemed like they never learn and that is like really kind of heartbreaking for me because i feel like the best learning happens from experience uh-huh. And for you to still have the experience and still not learn is like you literally have a learning disability. Because reality is, we all they had to do was like forget the rivalry with Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure Oklahoma has plenty of salt uh, they could have given us to throw some stuff out, unfreeze the roads. I mean, something. Well, Oklahoma was having their own problems because they went through the same deep freeze. Yeah, it was just, it was a mess is what it was, quite frankly. And ill, pre- Ill, pre- Ill preparation, um, I'll use my words one of these times, slowly, sound them out. Yeah. yeah. But, phonics. <laughs> you know, you know what I really blame, though? I blame the Houston Texans. Here's the reason why. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because. JJ Watt didn't play good defense. Now, here's, 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 <laughs> hey, hey here's, here's the reason why. Here's, here's the reason why, Crystal. It's not an episode right. unless Elliot blames <laughs> the Texans for something. Because, like, because, because you look at the timeline, everything was good until the Texans decided they were going to wave JJ Watt. And so when they decided to wave, they just like release him from his contract within 48 hours. Storm hits, and it's the worst thing that's happened ever, right? So it was like it's almost like God was like, "This was a bad decision. I, I'm not in on this. Like y'all supposed to listen to me. Y'all supposed to be in church state. you are listening to me. This is the Lord. I'll tell you what to do. Like y'all just threw me out the windows. Like saying, "Nah, I told you not to wave JJ White. Get rid of the other guy." Like, you decided to get rid of J.J. Watt and kept the other guy. And within 48 hours, we, we had what we had this past week. Literally, Friday, he was waived. Monday, we had hell. I mean, he probably, I, I believe, I believe he probably made a hex. Yeah, he probably did put a hex on the whole state. Yeah, because JJ was like, forget this. I ain't, I ain't messing with none of y'all no more. You know, so JJ, JJ hasn't, you know, Hurricane Harvey, we were hearing JJ was raising money for Texans, for Houston, for Estonians to get back on their feet and all that. Have you heard anything from JJ about like, you know, he, we heard from Mate Matches Mac. We heard about the HEB CEO saying like, you know, when the power went out of the stores, like, nah, you know what? Go ahead. Take, take what you want. You know what I'm saying? But but we ain't heard nothing from JJ. JJ was like, y'all are on your own. 
<laughs> JJ, it's was okay. busy, JJ was too busy uh, tweeting free agency is wild. Right. He's like, <laughs> JJ, JJ was also in Cancun. He was. He probably was one of the worst Ted Cruz in my problem. (laughs) Listen, if I'd had the money to go to Cancun this week, I'd have gone to Cancun. Yeah, so would I. But like, but but I wouldn't have been like if I got like blown up in my face. I would not have been trying to blame my kids. Like, oh, they wanted to go. I would have been like, yeah, we wanted to go. Like, I wouldn't even been trying to like throw nobody under the bus. Right, just own it. Yeah. Just own it, man. These people will not own it, and I just cannot stand that. That's like the worst part. And, and, and here's the thing: what's up with like he's an older man? What's up with that hairstyle? Like the hairstyle that he has for a man thirty years younger than him. That's what he got. Uh, you talking about Ted Cruz? Yes. His? I don't know. I'm glad that he put the beard out like, though. He just used to get on my nerves because like his face is always smug, so like the beard did help. His hair, I don't know what's going on. The, um, the beard, the, the hair kind of matches the beard. Like, yeah. I'm waiting for him to grow the hair really long and just go full, like, Grizzly Adams on us. Cause that's what he seems <laughs> to be going for. Like, he's, like, he, he's, he's looking, he's yeah. slowly but surely evolving into, like, an old time mining prospector. And I'll tell you, the only clues <laughs> I like is Penelope. I mean, Seriously, so that's why she I is. Penelope Cruz is a good actor. Yes, she's a good actress. You know, they're like, Ted is obviously not a good actor at all. He is not. He needs his brother Tom to cuss him out like he did those people on set. <laughs> that's what needs to happen. Right. Because he just doesn't, he doesn't get it. And I mean, honestly, this was going to happen anyway, because when people are just are not good people, like on the inside, like it always ends up coming out like in their career. <laughs> so it this does. is what happens, like these people. But you know what, though? I will say this. Wait, I, as, as, as you know, I think all of us can, all of us being North, Northerners can speak to this to a, a degree, but for my area, the, of Ohio, north of Ohio to southeastern Michigan. Houston needs to be careful. Texas needs to be careful because like Detroit used to be one of the largest cities in the United States. Okay, it's not. And part of the problem was the fact that there was billions of dollars that went in through that went through the city. City Hall, you name it and all that, right? That infrastructure could have been developed to mm-hmm. propel, you know, like yes, they were getting majority of the money from the car companies, but they could have done that to develop other industries to keep people coming to Detroit. And it's this type of, and so it was mismanagement of funds that was coming through. And it was the reason why Detroit and all the ta- and, and all the towns that were in the Rust Belt, especially, you know, the part that I know, Toledo, you know, Bowling, uh, Finley, Bowling Green, that matter, mm-hmm, Pop Story right. and all that. They yeah. had all that money that was going through and none of it was used to develop it. Went into politicians' pockets, not yep. to developing the towns and the communities. Mm-hmm. So when they, slowly over time, there were these gaps that would happen. And then they guess it kept on increasing, 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 and change never came, even though the money was always there. Now mm-hmm. businesses have moved out, society has moved on, and those areas mm-hmm. are forgotten. And like people remember that area being good, but they don't know it to being good right now. Yeah. And if Houston isn't careful, and a lot of and Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas aren't careful, Texas can get to that place. This was a prime example. I think it is going to get to that place because honestly, I've been looking for uh places to move to myself. Like this whole thing where I'm in the dark with no water, 
left me with a lot of time to reflect on <laughs> this was really where I want to be. And I was like, I don't know, because these people don't learn from experience. Like, I just kept thinking, like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen because they didn't learn the first time. I just don't trust that they'll learn from this time either. So I do think it's going to be an exodus. I do. Yeah, for me, Hawaii is an option. I've been there twice. <laughs> Hawaii is an option. <laughs> yeah, is an option. Like, I'm still time. looking, man. I'm, I'm, I, I've been, well, and I was considering this before even all of this went down, but I was really considering going to like, um, Colorado. Cause I, I, I visited some friends there and I was like, this place is so freaking pretty. Yeah. Like literally it was just making me happy just being and like the quality of air. That was one thing I was like, I literally can feel the difference in the air quality just from, you know, between here in Texas and there. And I was like, dang, I don't think I've ever experienced that before. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I need to go somewhere with some better air. Well, Southern Ohio is an option if that's what you want, clean air. There's hardly anybody there. There is. <laughs> but for real, know. I think we, but, but for real, I think we underestimate that because like everybody here has allergies. And I started thinking, like, why do we have, like, is it us, our immune system, or is it the environment is just trash? And I'm thinking now, like, maybe it's just this environment is trash, and I need to put myself in a better place. I well, don't know. Here's the thing, though. But in Hawaii, though, the, the even the rain, when it's supposed to, when it's, like, raining, is, like, polite. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, it's, like, excuse me, we, we really need to wa- I need to water the grounds, so you don't mind. We're going to downpour for about 30 minutes, and then we're going to lightly ease it up so that way every place gets thoroughly saturated mm. and, you know, then they will be out, out of your way for the rest of the day. Always in the morning, by the afternoon it's dry and everything is yeah. pretty No snow unless you go into the mountain, <laughs> you know, all the time. The weather Everybody's afraid like, of snow now. Everybody's I'm going to say, hey I, hey, I have a cousin who moved out that way and with, with, with her husband she uh, and and she she never came back. So <laughs> so 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 that would be we sure so because we we talked a lot. But let me about let's let's get back in the sense of like so when it comes to you know, we have a, a Vander you know the screening that's that's going on on the twenty eighth. Where mm-hmm. can people come to watch it and then also be part of that Q and A? So what you can do um, if you go to. Um the the website and you can find it on um the Evander uh Facebook page. <clears throat> it's probably the easiest way to find it. It's also on my 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 uh my Facebook as well and then on my Instagram. Um but it has a it's a crystal building. Um but you can find it and it's a, a link um that's through Inventive and you can uh click on the options when it says watch movie. It has one where you just can just watch the movie and there's another option where you can watch it and then be part of the live Q&A session that's going to be on the 28th at 6 p.m. And hopefully Elliot will be there to answer any questions. Right. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for uh, for thank coming on and hanging out with us. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. It was good to actually talk to people after the week that you know, <laughs> we've all had. You just kind of have to have like a therapy session. So yeah, we were all frozen therapy. with anticipation. Yes. <laughs> now we can let it go. <laughs> I know, frozen with anticipation, literally. So, um, in so, the interest right. of, of saving you from more of Elliot's puns, 
And she'll be directing me through them later on the year. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, once again, thank you so much for joining us. I'll post, I'll get as many of the links as I can up to you, to all of your stuff, um, on the, uh, podcast Facebook page. And, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to your, uh, to your podcast too, the marginal marginalized. Yes, definitely That's, check it out. There's several episodes where I like go off about Ted Cruz before the whole Cancun thing because I literally cannot stand this guy. So, um, <laughs> I've had a, I've had like a vendetta against him for a while since he let his wife get called a dog, like stuff like that. Stuff right? Like yeah, that was that that, that whole debate would have been stopped. By I me. can't, I can't deal with stuff like that, man. You cannot be talking to me about anything after stuff like that. So, <laughs> yes. But all right, guys, thank y'all for having me, and um, y'all continue to, you know, hold it down over there. All right, thank you. <laughs> all right, talk to you later. Bye bye. All right, everybody, that is part two of our Crystal Golden interview. Thanks for listening. I will put up all of the links that I can for the movie Avander. And I'll also put out a link for Crystal's podcast, Marginal Eyes. And as always, you can listen to us on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And not to mention Spotify. And our social media. Find us on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. You know, comment on some of the ridiculousness we post on the page. We definitely want to hear from our listeners. And follow us on Twitter at this underscore those. Elliot's working on Instagram for us. And uh, I believe he's trying to put it on LinkedIn too. Because Elliot puts everything on LinkedIn. And if you are listening to us on Anchor, there is a button where you can actually send us a voice message to tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and what you want to hear us talk about. We will see you next time.